In this episode of Testimony, a Musician Story, presented by Soundseekers, I talk to R&B singer Byron Jawan. Now, I've actually talked to him almost like three years ago. I was just never able to post this episode, so I'm very excited to talk to him again and actually share his testimony. We had the most extensive conversation about singleness and dating and just relationships that I've ever had on this show. Um, we also talk about destigmatizing therapy in the Black community, women in ministry. I mean, we had some pretty deep, deep, deep conversations. We also talk about Mariah Carey's memoir, because that was trending on Twitter. And in our four-song breakdown, he breaks down LSD, Nice Guy, and Crazy, and Guilty from his EP, Promise I'm Not Crazy. I am Gaelica Brown, and this is Soundseekers Presents Testimony, a Musician's Story. And let's start with your first music memory, whether it be a song, a music video, like the first thing you remember about music. Uh, my first music memory, I think my first music <laughs> memory was like getting pots, being on pots, like trying to act like I was playing drums, like, and then my mom eventually got me into drum lessons. And then I started like just teaching myself how to do that. So that was my first one. But my most impactful music memory is like trying to, um, when I was a kid trying to join the choir or whatever, and they said I was too young, and I really took that to heart. My feelings was hurt. I was crying. <laughs> so, so then, <laughs> so then later I got to sing on the choir, and then I guess I don't know if that sparked my love for singing, because after that, when I was in middle school, I just started doing these like mixtape, quote unquote mixtapes. wasn't really a mixtape, um, super trash, but you know, uh, I'll be rapping, and then I just really started to fall in love with music. So those are my my first few memories. All right, so banging on pots and pans. Mm-hmm. That's like, do, do you play drums? Yeah, I do. Okay, because that yeah, seems like the classic drummer story, mm-hmm. banging on pots and pans as a kid, and then trying to get into the choir but being too young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got curved. I was pissed. <laughs> was like, how, like, how old did you have to be? I don't know. I think you had to be like at least like, nine or ten i think i was like seven trying to get into it or whatever i was just like wow you, you guys you guys suck so, <laughs> ageism facts so yeah but it was cool like eventually i got in then i don't know i always had like an ear for music for some reason like nobody else in my family except i just found this out my uncle like my grandfather my grandfather's brother he's musically inclined i did not know that but like mm-hmm. yeah, i literally just found that out two days ago <laughs> But before that, there was nobody that was really musically inclined in my family. So, like, I just kind of, I don't know where I got it from. I just always had an ear for it. I played uh, drums, trumpet, taught myself guitar, and I just, like, really, like, got immersed in it. And I just loved it. So, yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, you got it from God. That's where it came. Thanks. Thanks. So, where were you born and raised at? I was born in, well, I was born in Charlotte. Um, we lived in Mount Holly. Then we moved to this lovely town called Gastonia, where there's nothing there. So, um, so I was raised there. I was raised in my grandmother's house. It was me and my mom, my sister, my grandfather, and my aunt, and all in one house, which I don't know how the heck 
we did all that. But it was it was amazing. Like I love the memories that was made, the lessons. Like I did not enjoy the beatings with the freaking switches. We're in the south, so like they oh, use switches yeah. when you act up. So did not enjoy that, but I I enjoyed you know just the the family community aspect of it. It was really fun. So that's why I was born and raised. Okay, and was it a Christian household? Yes, it was a Christian household. My. Oh my God, I was so aggravated about it because I was like such a kid and I didn't want it. Like my mom was a minister. My grandfather was a deacon. So we would literally always be in church. And me, I would get aggravated if they didn't feed you after service because I was a kid. So I'd just be like, why are we always here? And I don't get fed. And I was just like, I would always get mad about it. But now like it, it was instilled in me and obviously it's with, it's with me now. So it like definitely played a part. So that really, 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 I appreciated that. They always gave me the foundation and the morals that I never really understood as a kid. But as I got older, um, specifically in high school, they really, like, started to click for me and you yeah. know, changed my life. And your mom is a minister. My mom is. Is still, a minister. Still that's, a minister. That's yeah. dope. Um, it's just, it's still interesting to me that in this day and age that there are certain people in churches that are just against women you know being Facts, which is so weird i actually yeah. unfollowed a lot of people that believe that because i thought that was like really weird like i'm not with that so like no yeah it just i didn't even think that that was an issue like in this day and age i really didn't and then <laughs> i i found out and it's it's very disheartening very disheartening and yeah. i'm just like you guys already see the struggle that women especially like black women go through and it's just the fact that you guys don't think she can hold an office like yeah biblically and i'm just like it's it's, it's so much i literally had to unfollow a couple of artists because they like viewed that and mm-hmm. i was just like i can't respect you for that i just don't so well i mean let's let's look at jesus right like the relationships that he had with women, the women who basically ran and to- told that for him, like the woman at the mm. well, talked to her. Mm. She just ran out, went and told the world. <laughs> like mm. everyone, like there were women in the Bible who were spreading the word, who were ministering. The gospel. Facts. So I'm just like, <laughs> how how does that, if they're doing it there, how do you feel, how do you feel like you have the right to take away a woman's right to do that now? I'm just like, no, nah, I can't support that. I'm yeah. just like, that's crazy. So that is like a thing now, like looking for churches, like, okay, what are their thoughts about women in ministry? So right. honestly, it's just, it's that. And like, for me, like, since we are, we, we are both black people, like I have to find a church that understands that aspect as well. Politically. well so yeah. It kind of, it kind of bothers me because growing up in the South, like it's not really like that. It's not a ton of churches that really understand that. So it's just like, it's very frustrating at times. So Yeah definitely it's important to find churches that really understand you as a as a person yeah and that can grow you like in multiple areas and not just shun you because things like this thing like petty things like mm-hmm. not being a woman being able to minister and things like that so yeah <laughs> and unfortunately that i mean th- those are common issues across the country it's not just Facts. a southern thing so Facts. but i don't know i mean i was raised in california so i know a little bit more liberal we have churches that are more like we mm. want to embrace everyone mm. um and some are actually doing it some are trying to do it some are actually i doing love it that actually yeah i love cali by the way cali is <laughs> oh my god i freaking love cali <laughs> 
it's so it's such a vibe. I remember we were actually there for a uh, a Grammy weekend uh, earlier this year before you know the world went to uh, chaos and <laughs> flames. So now we were there. Uh, I performed at this event there, and we shot a music video. Actually, this video that actually just dropped yesterday. Oh, really? So, what, what part of Cali? Um, we were in. Oh my lord! What is it called? Oh, Oh my goodness. Every time I try to think of it, I cannot think of it. It was a really, 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 really nice part. It's probably um, in Southern California though. Mm, I'm gonna look it up right now. Like, <laughs> okay. it's really gonna bother me. I have to look it up. It's literally gonna bother me. We were in Malibu. Malibu, so yeah, we Southern were, California. That's yeah. oh my gosh. Those are yeah, <laughs> Malibu we, dreams. That's not yeah, we, that's not regular Cali for the rest of us folk. <laughs> those are dreams those are goals to get that <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were like we were chilling we was having lunch on the beach and things like that and then we just uh shot what was really crazy like so we shot the video so we shot these videos in these hills and i was like okay cool i, I tried this fruit cup that had those like that seasoning that, that oh, yeah, yeah. seasoning or whatever it's the mexican fruit cups <laughs> right so then we were in the hills shooting this video and then literally the next day kobe died and then i realized those hills were the same hills where he crashed it and that kind of like was so weird i was just like literally in the same area like it was literally the same area i have like the picture where we were at and then the article where he crashed it was just, it was wild so when we went into the misty hubsome store or whatever yeah after that the news broke that he died and then just like the whole city's like we were in la so the whole city is like vibe just like it was like so weird you felt all of that. It was so weird. I was just like, I don't like this. Let me go home. That's crazy. I mean, just think that would have been a totally different just feeling and experience if you would have heard about Kobe not being in Cali and not being in that environment where it actually happened. Right, right. So that's that was it was super weird. But yeah. And then 2020 proceeded to be like how it is. So <laughs> yeah, definitely interesting. But love Cali, love it, love the vibes, love the people, the food, it's fire, it's just, it's just all vibes, and I love it. And what was the song that you did the music video for? It's called All Right, All Right, All Right. Uh, it's Derek and Cannon's song. So oh, okay, so it's not snuck, on okay. Yeah, I just kind of snuck my way in there. I really wasn't even supposed to be on that song. I was just there in the studio one day, and I was just like, I'm going to write something. And I was like, oh, okay. And then it was fire, so it was just like that. Okay. And okay, so we know you grew up in a Christian household with your minister mom. Minister and mom. <laughs> when did the when did it become real for you? When did you give your life to Christ? Man, it became real to me when I was in tenth grade. Um, she took me to this uh church, and these kids were like hip hop dancers to Christian rap, and I didn't understand. But the thing was, I was, like, super confused because I was, like, these people that were there on the dance team did not portray themselves like how they did at church. So I was, like, what the heck is this? So then the pastor's wife was always trying to just, like, convince me to join. And I'd be, like, no, I'm cool. And she's, like, yo, I heard you kind of like the music. I was, like, a little bit. And she's, like, you should come. You should, like, make, make a song, whatever. So one time we were doing this outreach. And then... It was me and my sister. She was taking us home. She was like, you should come to Bible study with us. And I was like, I guess. So, like, I went. And then she asked me. She was like, yo, like, why don't you want to join? And I was just like, well, 
one, I can't dance to save my life. So that doesn't really help. <laughs> and number two, I was like, there's a lot of kids that's on here. They don't really like reflect what you guys are supposedly standing for. And she was like, you want to tell them that? I was like, sure. So then I went to Bible study and then I told them that. And then after that. <laughs> you made an impression. <laughs> right. So then after that, I don't know, like I just got into the church and like it just really became real for me. I really started to understand it's not religion, it's like relationship and it's like really about the heart of the Lord. So then I found that within myself and I don't know, I just started walking and started walking in love and it just like literally changed the trajectory of how like my life was going. So yeah. So that's what became real to me. High school. High school and then from high school to, to now. What about those high school to now? Like, oh my goodness, it's been like <laughs> night and day because we all had that phase where we're super zealous and like we just like I literally had a Jesus game freaking bandana, so I was like super obnoxious. So like, what color was the bandana? It was white and okay. black, and I would I'd be saying the wildest, wildest stuff. So now I feel like it's it's a maturity in it. Like I tackle some very tough issues within my faith now. And a very questionable, like, a lot of questionable things that nobody really likes to talk on. Like, I think about and I talk to people that are, like, my mentors. Like, it's it's very, it's very, it's very seasoned now. It's not just, like, oh, my God, pretty butterflies and everything. Like, it's very mature. And it's very just, like, open-ended. And I'm like, yo, like, you know, this growth has really, like, shaped me as a man, how I see the world. And I just really, like, started to realize, like, my relationship with God is really custom made to me and God, like it doesn't have to reflect like everybody else's. So I think that's what I had peace in within the most because Christians, a lot of Christians tend to think like, obviously we have a set of values that we should hold hold to, but a lot of people will be like, oh, they think it should look like this. And I'm just like, no, God made me me. So it should look like how me and God's relationship should look like. So yeah, so that's how it's going. A custom made relationship, it's, it's, tailored for each person it's each individual mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and i think i really think if people really understood that they'd be more like free like within mm-hmm. themselves because it's like a lot of people just live by religion and like what people think and, that, and this is a whole thing i'm just like a lot of people live by religion in a sense of like these people make these rules up and i'm just like god jesus didn't come for rules Jesus came for your heart and things like that and i was like if you understand that and you live by that you will literally be feel so much better about your walk bro you won't feel like condemned and like all this other things i'm just like you know so when i really understood that in the last year like or two for real like i was like wow I don't care about any of what you guys think anymore. And it's like, that's really when I started to shift my music for real. Like, cause my music sounds so completely different than it did when I first started. So yeah. like, yeah. Cause I was really trying to find myself and now I really feel like I found myself and found my lane. And I'm just like, Hey, it's, this is what I know what God gave me. And this is what it is. So like, Well, that's good. There, there should be growth in your music and we should be able to see that growth. So and it's cool to watch artists discover who they are and then actually find that that it, way. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because, like, even in the video that dropped uh, today or yesterday, I looked at myself, and this was literally earlier this year. I'm just like, bro, I'm a completely different person. <laughs> like, even from then to there, because there was, like, ridiculous amounts of growth between these time, these time periods. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, wow, like, this is so crazy to see. 
especially if you compare it to my video dropping Thursday. So like, it's, it's really wild. So I don't know. I'm really proud of myself. I really became a man this year. I really like understood who God is and what faith is to me. And it really just helped me. And I have peace within myself for the That's first time. Important. Facts. And how old are you now? I just turned 23 in July. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, I think it's important for people to hear people that are younger than you saying that you just found yourself at 23. Wait, how old are you? (laughs) We don't have to get all up into that. Oh, Lord. And then when you get, when you hit uh, 28, (laughs) when you hit 30, 35, you're going to be saying the same thing. Okay. I got to say this because I say this all the time. Guys, black does not crack. It's just like, it just. It just don't crack. I'm sorry. Every time I be meeting people, I'd be like 60. I'd be like, oh, so you're probably like in your 30s. They're like, no, I'm like 65. I'm like. I'm not that old, but. Um. I don't think you're that old. <laughs> I don't think you're that old. That's crazy. But yeah. Is it, but I think the process of finding yourself, I think it's just different for people. Like I, I'm still trying to find myself, but the thing is, it's like what helped me find myself is like obviously faith, but I also went to therapy. Okay. And the thing is, that's a stigma within our culture, like yes. black, the black culture. And I'm really trying to just normalize that because it's just like before my album, I used to talk about it all the time on my social okay. media. All this, I'm like, therapy this, therapy that. Because my, my freaking therapist, she's a freaking rock star, rock star. She's literally helped me with so much stuff. So like, yeah, when I really understood that, I really understood my traumas and like I understood what happened, like what, not even just what happened to me or why, what, like what affected me after what happened to me. Cause I didn't know, I just thought it was like, this is the way I am. And that's not true. A lot of things that we think are our personality is just really trauma that we haven't worked through. Okay. So for me, when I worked through these traumas, like with therapy and obviously like chopping it up with you know, God and things like that, I really started to see who I was as an individual. And I'm just like, oh, this is what this is. This is who I am. And when I stepped into that and I fully accepted that, I was like, well, I feel great. (laughs) I feel amazing. So, yeah. That's awesome. I, that's what I commend Charlamagne the God for, because he's like really like on this mission to destigmatize um, therapy and he swears by it he's written books about it but I'm curious to know as a 23 year old black man what even like drove you to the point of where you thought that you needed therapy ooh, ooh, we're gonna talk about it let's talk about it all right <laughs> all right so um if I'm gonna keep it a band oh my goodness 2018 and 2019 were like the worst years of my life I almost committed suicide if you one time, um, I was really unhappy. 2018, my grandmother passed. My grandmother was really, like, my lifeline. So she passed away, and I was, like, very depressed. I remember one time I wanted to commit suicide, but then I had a dream that my classmate committed suicide. And when I woke up, he actually committed suicide. And I oh, felt wow. like, God, like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, okay. But even through 2019, I would try to, like, fill myself with just unnecessary things. Even, like, just toxic relationships with women that really, like, or just unfulfilling and it was just there because I wouldn't I didn't want to deal with my issues my family life was just awful like it was just not good even though like I dropped music still I was like literally depressed I went to Israel and I was depressed so like that that was a lot but when I when I got baptized in the Jordan River that kind of that kind of helped me that kind of that helped me a lot but yeah. besides that when I was there going there I didn't want to go like all these other things there was just a lot going on with me 
So one day my mom was like, we were eating when I came back home. I came back home one time and like we were eating. She was like, B, you, cause she's a therapist as well. She's an occupational therapist. She has her own private practice, you know, black queen magic, all of that. So um, I'm like, your mom's a beast. <laughs> she is amazing. So yeah. So um, she was like, B, you need to go to therapy. And I'm like, I remember it like years, like, like, yeah, but now I'm like, I was like, yeah, I think I need to go. So, yeah, literally the very first day I went and I was just like, oh, I kind of feel better after talking to somebody a little bit. So then as I continued to go, we worked out these strategies. I started journaling. I started like, you know, meditating and things like that and really like working out my issues and talking to her so much. I was just like, I started to see a gradual change and I was just like, oh, wow. And then I literally started to shift out of those uh, negative situations that I got. My Even my negative cognitive processing started to change and how I viewed the world changed. So when I got into that, after I got so broken, I, I got into that, I started to heal. And it literally, I literally felt so much better. Like, I was just like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> like, this is all the way it. So definitely, if anybody's listening, I definitely encourage you to go to therapy. It's not for crazy people. It's not for, like people that have issues like literally we all have issues and we all need somebody to talk to that's outside of our situation so they can give us a real perspective so yeah yeah. and prayer is awesome and having your faith is awesome but um sometimes you need you need more than that there's nothing wrong with it's like so crazy right it's so crazy because it's like a lot of people it's like okay of course god can do anything I'm just like, we can't ignore, there's a spiritual side of life, but there's also a physical side of life and we have emotions too. But for some reason, Christians love ignoring emotions and I don't know why. <laughs> That's so weird to me. Yeah. I'm like, if if you're made with these, obviously you need to use them in some capacity. So um, I'm like, guys, we have all of these things within us. We have so, we're such a complex organism the way we're made. And we have these needs that need to be met, but it's just like, yeah, God, he gives us his word, but he also gives us resources to fix the other things too. Exactly. And I'm just like, therapy is definitely a resource that we need to be using. So yeah, that's just, that was just my process on it. Yeah. I just never understood it. So yeah. There was, um, I feel like it was Lecrae who said it. And I don't even know if this was like the exact analogy, but he's like, if you break your arm, you're not going to just like pray like, oh, I hope my arm just gets healed. You might pray about it, but you're also going to go to the doctor so they can put it in a cast and get it healed. So it's the same thing with your mind. (laughs) It's the same thing. Like a lot of us struggle. It's really like the same thing as us like praying to lose weight, but we still go to McDonald's every day. So it's just like. Yeah, but I got the diet Coke. Yeah, (laughs) diet is really worse than the regular. But the thing is, it's like. At a point, you got to realize, I'm like, okay, but like God is going to do these things, but it's like, I have to take a step. It's That's still faith. You mm-hmm. still have to take the step to let things work within you. So, yeah. I don't know. Okay. And how would you say God's presence looks like in your life personally? God's presence looks like mercy <laughs> and consistency in my life. I feel like I'd be in the wildest situations because I'm a songwriter too. So like I've been breaking into like a lot of mainstream, like as of recently, like I've been getting a lot of love from there, which is super cool. So even as a songwriter, like I'd be into these rooms that I'd be like, 
<laughs> like what? Good and bad, like good and bad. And I'd be like, Lord, what? But it's crazy when I get into those rooms, people just start to realize something's different about me. And obviously we talk about church. Everybody loves church, which is like so weird. Like people <laughs> from this space try to shy away from it. But it's like when you go, even when you go over there, people like are very invested into God. So it's really cool. So they'll look at me and they're like, yo, like, you do music? I'm like, yeah, a little bit. And then like, I just show them things and like chopping it up. <laughs> Right. And it just like it just shows me that he's consistent with me. And even when I do crazy stuff like in my emotional life and things like that, he's always he's there. He picks me back up. He pieces me back together in the places that I should be. So that really like just gives me a testament of one, his faithfulness, his consistency and that he doesn't leave. So that's God's blessing in my life. I mean, present presence to my life. And he obviously the blessings, but I feel like the blessings are just like a reflection of his consistency so mercy and consistency okay all right so let's switch it up a little bit we'll move on to what's trending on twitter today twitter is the best worst place on the internet (laughs) well mariah carey is trending right now um for says mariah carey explains why james packer is absent from her memoir and apparently, I didn't know who James Packer was, but apparently James Packer is a billionaire businessman that she dated in 2015. And after a year of them being together, he proposed to her with a 35 carat ring. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so Mariah put out, you know, her memoir and people were like, why didn't you mention um, this oh, dude? Oh boy. <laughs> and this is her response. If it was a relationship that mattered, it's in the book. If She's not, hurt. <laughs> <it's> her. <laughs> <She's> hurt. <laughs> she said, matter of factly, when asked for further details, Carrie admitted, we didn't have a physical relationship, to be honest with you. And she also sold that ring for $2.1 million. That's a come up. <laughs> So my question is to you is not validating the relationship because it wasn't physical, like kind of shady of her or like, what are your thoughts about that? I feel like there's more to that story. I feel like there's a lot of things that's happening. And she's just saying that <laughs> because I'm just like, and especially you pawning a ring for like, what, what did he buy it for? Oh, I don't know how much he bought it for, but she sold it for $2.1 million. I'm pretty sure that's extra because one, she's Mariah Carey, and two, like, <laughs> no, nah, that's a come up. I feel like there's more to that relationship. Like, I don't, I really feel like, because it's like, you got to understand when people don't act normally about things after, like, relational things, there's all there's always going to be, re- there's residue there. Like, if you're acting at it like that, or you're, oh, he's not in there because it's not important, there, that's bitterness. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's just what it is. <laughs> so I feel like they need to go, you know, if they can, like, resolve things with each other if not that's just what it is but i definitely feel like she is not um all the way through that so there's that (laughs) okay um yeah i mean i haven't read the memoir so i'm not sure who she mentioned in the book i mean i'm I'm sure nick cannon is in it yeah i'm not gonna read it either (laughs) (laughs) i I mean honestly Uh, i have no interest in it but nick cannon is interesting yeah i'm sure he's in the book and that would probably be interesting but i'm just like if you dated someone for at least a year and it ended in a proposal, that seems like a there had to be some some right. Yeah, there'd be some significance to that, bro. I'm just like, nah, bro. <laughs> You're not just getting a ring if there's not there hasn't been any like really intense like 
emotions or like communication on both sides like this is where you guys want to hit unless the dude is crazy but that could be a thing but at the same time i don't know i don't believe it so <laughs> if you were him would you want the ring back no it's, it's just it's a ring i, it's I a gave ring. it it's a ring i gave it to her because i at the time i wanted to be with her so it's yeah you can have it i mean if you Listen, if I got the money to buy the ring in the first place, I could be okay without it. So, like, right. That's that's a good attitude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure not all men will, would say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially I've once they hearing... found out how much she made off of it. Like, <laughs> Listen, I feel like, again, if you just made enough, it, re- it shouldn't really matter. Because it's like, usually when you pawn stuff, the values kind of decrease. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe he bought it for more so maybe it wasn't that i don't wait that's a come up that's a come up for me I'll oh bro me. over with, over <laughs> with. y'all won't ever hear from me again okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's move on to music mm-hmm. and how you got your music started like we know you were beating on pots and pans Facts. and trying to get into choirs you were too young for <laughs> but how did you officially get into music because of freaking Drake. Drake? <laughs> because like, of freaking Drake. Freaking. Yeah, I was I was in uh, middle school and I wanted to like do a mixtape and things like that, but I was literally obsessed with Drake. So like I would like just rap and like uh, excuse me. I was just like rapping things like that. I bought a cheap computer microphone mm-hmm. in the hallway of my house and got sung in and I would just act like I don't know what the crap I was talking about. I literally had no idea. It was so bad. I was recording off of Audacity, which is a free program. And it was just so bad. It was so bad. But I kept at it. Then I got to these talent shows. <laughs> got to these talent shows in school. Never won. So there was that. Um, even in high school, never won. But the moment I got, I got good. I got like decent 25th. 2014 2015 i was like okay cool i can rap i was like i can sing a little bit like, when you said you got decent oh that's when you felt you were decent yeah, okay i felt i was decent so i remember this one talent show i i brought my guitar i wrote this song i actually wrote this song this girl i had a crush on in high school or whatever and was it about that it was something it was like i wrote two songs mainly on guitar it was one called destiny song because I like this girl named Destiny Sanders. Um, yeah, if you hear this, that was that. Um, secondly, um, I wrote this song called Superman. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure I wrote it about God, but I wasn't sure. I, I don't know. I was really, I was just out there. So I was just writing. So I made, I got the guitar, uh, played it for my talent show, and the whole school, especially like the girls, they were just like screaming. I will never forget that day. They were like screaming. I was like, what the heck so i did that and it's a funny story like my uh ex at the time she uh well my ex she had a group too and they were they were super fire or whatever so i thought i was like I, this is my time i came in second to my ex i was like um. right. <laughs> that was, but it was fun hopefully was fun. you showed her some love though no nah, but it it was it was funny though. I was just like, of course. <laughs> so like, but it's but it was all good though. It was really cool. Um, after that, um, 
I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm like decent at this. And then I released my first project in 2015, which is a whole different. It's like thinking about that. It's even though it was only five years ago, it's such a whole different era because SoundCloud and YouTube stream were just like starting to really bubble and things like that. Yeah. The blog posts were everything back then. Like you just like, it was such a different era of music. And I remember I'd just be doing covers on YouTube and they would like get like 20,000, 30,000 views. And I'd be like, oh, this is crazy. So then I'm like, okay. So then I just started making my own music. I started working with one of my old producers, Indy 500. And then we just like really, I don't know, we just worked until one day, like I looked up and then it was like 2016. I met Daraj, who was formerly in the on RMG. I did a song with him and then that led to me forming a relationship with the camp and then in 2017 I got signed. So it's kind of like that. Yeah. Okay, well. We kind of breeze through like getting in a lot. With <laughs> to RMG, Derek Miner's Reflection Music Group. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Like, how did you even like connect with Daraj? So in 2015, um, there's this artist named Wonder Why. Uh, he, we were connecting, we built and we did this song. Thinking back on it, it was so bad, but it's okay. So um, we did this song. I don't even know what it was called, but then Daraj heard it. He was like, yo, this is super fire. We should like work. And I was like, okay, cool. Of course. Like, I remember he sent his uh, beat to the song called No That's Me. Well, it, it wasn't called No That's Me at the time. It was just a song. He was like, I bet I need a hook on this. I literally made it that hour. Literally that hour I sent it back. He loved it. And then that came to be the song called No That's Me. And then that joint got, we... Also, that song, this is when, like, the playlist on Apple Music, it's still a big deal, but, like, they were just first coming out. So we got on Apple Music's Best of the Week playlist, which was super crazy yeah. at the time. So then the song was doing super well. So then they, just, they decided to do a video for it. And I was like, oh, dang, I really need to go do this. Like, I really need to be in this. I've never been in a music video. Mm-hmm. So my f- best friend, Michael, got a car. He just got a new car that day, like, his first new car. And I was like... Hey, bro, do you want to go to Florida so we can, like, shoot this video? Like, I really need to go do this. Like, I really need to go. So we drive 13 hours from Gastonia to go shoot this video. We shot it, crashed on somebody's couch, literally left in two hours the next day. And then we had to go back. And then that <laughs> video ended up playing in Journeys Everywhere, like the shoe store mm-hmm. Journeys. Okay. Um, And then after that, like, I got... um connected with doc who is the uh ceo of rmg and eventually like he was like yo like we really like you we really like your vibe if we're talking next year uh you know we'll sign you and i'm like sure <laughs> like, yeah. i guess i didn't really pay any attention because i didn't really think it was gonna like be anything like that was gonna actually happen yeah so what happened was i got a call back that next uh few months after that and they were like yeah we really like you i was like oh so i got signed so then i didn't even meet Derek before then. i had a conversation on the phone with Derek, and then we got in the studio one day because he was telling me like a lot of people can't keep up with him and i'm just like bro i do this I'm like what are you talking about so like we got in a studio for like a solid week and we made my first project and after that like me and him just like we had this synergy it just click and it was just just there so yeah so i met Derek, and now i am what i am now <laughs> like 
Right on. That's a cool story. And now you just released your EP. Well, it's been a couple weeks now, but Promise I'm Not Crazy EP. Love it. Project. I said, I love that project. Yeah, let's talk about that. Because like you said, one, you're a different person. Mm. And two, your music sounds different. Mm. So let's talk about how different this album sounds in comparison to your past music. Okay. So in comparison, well, if you listen to my my debut EP with RMG, it was literally just like rappy, singy stuff, which is fine. Then just everything after that with rappy singing stuff. And then the hopeful soul is when I like took a turn because I forgot one day I went on my IG stories. I was like, Hey, I'm going to like try to sing more. I just really wanted to sing to see if I could make a project that I was just singing with. And people were just telling me it was a bad idea, bad idea, bad idea. Mm-hmm. But then that debuted at number five on our recharge. So then I was just like, mm, not really a bad idea. Yeah. So then with this one, so hopeful soul I literally made during, um, when my grandmother was passing. So that was, that was crazy. I was making it during that time. It released after she died, which was like super crazy mm. for me. But yeah, so promise I'm not crazy. Literally whole person shift. Like, oh my goodness. I went through some really crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Really traumatic heartbreak situations. All this toxicity, all of that. Just wrapped into one little ball. <laughs> Love that. So then... After that, when I was making this project, like, honestly, I had a whole nother project that I was working on, that I was working on in December 2019 that I was going to drop, but then we came back to the drawing board, we were like, we should try to make a new sound. So then we just started making the songs, like, because again, I've been, I was working with songwriters, I've been working with songwriters, I've been working with, uh, instead of Made, who signed the AON Keys, who literally, like, produced every hit r&b song ever mm-hmm. like, they made wop they've made stuff with chris brown they've made they made everything so taylor signed to them so i was also started locking in with this dude named kayla ellis who just produced for a uh, lupe fiasco like okay. just dropped a joint with lupe fiasco and then i just recently got connected with with a with, with xavier omar mm-hmm. so that's my that's literally my big brother now so oh, xavier aka spazzy rocket i got to interview yeah. him when he was spazzy yeah and i did see him actually right before the pandemic oh word yeah he did a tour um at this nightclub uh ace of spades in sacramento california Mm. and i got to go to the show and talk to him afterwards so and then the pandemic happened (laughs) yeah yeah so like yeah like i literally was talking to him like earlier today but yeah that's, that's literally my dog so like yeah so i was all of these influences or whatever and I just really started writing. I was just like, hey, I just want to like talk about just some different things. So then I don't, the the idea, like I didn't even have the idea until the, the songs were done. Like I didn't even have the idea of this promise. I'm not crazy. Because all I knew was were very, I'm not going to say chaotic. They were just very like outlandish. And they were very like, I guess, quote unquote, taboo, which really is not really taboo. But it's just like, it, may, it would make it seem like this because the whole thing of me, like, I have been, I don't know why, like, but God has really been placing me in a, a stream of main, mainstream connections, which is, like, crazy to me now. Like, a lot of my music and a lot of, like, the stuff I'm doing has been over there, which is crazy because it's just really changed my network. So I was like, okay, cool. I want the sound to be able to translate over there, but I just want to really talk about love. 
like everything that I've been through so far. So the idea of promise I'm not crazy is just like you would never under literally like you would never know what you wouldn't do for love until you're in that predicament. Like love is not just this pretty little feeling. Love is literally passion, it's chaos, it's intensity, it's like it's beauty, it's like ugly, it's like everything in one thing. So I'm like, well, I'm making so going into like trans like not like transitioning over into like being more broadcasting and mainstream, and I'm still and I still have a Christian like you know I still have my Christian following too. Since I got both audiences, I'm like, how the crap am I going to do this like yeah. correctly? So I'm like, okay, bet. I was like, this won't be super crazy for people that just follow me from like because over the summer, like I went viral on TikTok and I got like a lot more like random like listeners that's never heard of me and like some other things happened that gave me more just regular fans and then yeah for my christian fans so i'm over here like they won't really care but i was like i know my i know the christian people that i have that's like i have to like i gotta do this in the right way i was just like i just have to do this in the right way so as i started you know making the songs when we were done and i was just like yo like this topic is like it's like really real i'm just like all of these songs i've been through i'm just like i think everybody can relate to LSD, obviously. I just want to, I just want to show people, and I'm just like, it's okay to experience human emotion. And if we're definitely talking about on a Christian perspective, like I don't think a lot of people talk about love. People, we, me and Xavier were really on the phone the other day, and we were talking about like how you have the get married like goal for all, especially young Christians, but nobody talks about the in between of that like at all. And I'm like, with me, I'm a very honest person. So I'm like, I'm about to just talk about everything. Like, cause we all go through things that we don't talk about. There's probably experiences in dating that nobody would really talk about like openly with like believers, like quote unquote, like, you know, believers. And I'm just like, why, why is that? That's weird. Like we are normal people. We should talk about these things. We should normalize these things. I'm just like, people shouldn't feel like they have to hide things they go through. So me, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll be the person that just will be oh, like completely in 1000% vulnerable because that's just, yeah. that's just me. So with LSD, I made this, I made the record and I'm just like, you know, everybody, I feel like we all get to a point or I've been to a point where I've liked somebody so much or loved somebody so much that I needed their presence. Even if they were really bad for me, even if they were toxic to me and I knew they were dragging me down, just the feeling of their presence and the feeling of them being there it's so addicting that I literally cannot get off of it. Like I needed it there. So I'm just like, so that was that record. And it's just like, it's very that. And then we can definitely do a breakdown. I'm going to just go through them. Yeah. Since, since you're talking about LSD, we'll, we'll go ahead and merge this section with our four song breakdown. Yeah, let's do it. um, Where you, you know, recite or sing a verse and discuss what's going on. My throat kind of hurts. So like, I'll I'll definitely (laughs) read the lyrics like line by line, but my throat's been hurting this this morning. Unfortunately, I'm so sorry. No, it's all good. Let's let's break down LSD though. Let's break down LSD. This is kind of cool. I like this. So, um, and I actually, wait, before we do that, I had a comment because you were talking about um, like you feel like, like you need this person's presence in your life. Do you think, is it exactly that person or is it the fact that you got used to their presence that I, right. they're no longer there? Right. I feel like it's a combination of both. Because the thing is, is like a lot of people in relationships, they mistake comfortability with love. They mm-hmm. mistake habituality 
Hey, that was a really nice word. Anyway, so like, they, they they mistake the habitual with the feeling of love. And the thing is, love isn't really a feeling. Love is a consistent action. Mm-hmm. And it takes many various forms. But the feeling of love, like, is just so misinterpreted. So people, like, get confused with it a lot. So I definitely think it's both. Honestly, I feel like whatever aspect you can get, like, hooked on something and comfortable, I think that is a representation of this song which will be ended in a video Thursday. So that's going to be super fire. So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> It'll be very interesting. All right. So let's see. What do you want to break down for LSD? We can do the whole lyrics. Okay. Or we can like, yeah. So LSD written by me. Um, and I think West the writer helped a little bit on this too. So, so pretty much I remember, I remember us making this in a, uh, we didn't even make this in a studio. We made this over zoom literally made this whole entire album over zoom so that's just like which is so freaking crazy (laughs) to me quentin and wes are the goat like my team him and him and me and quentin is just i honestly it's kind of crazy because i hated everything before like it got done like i was like i want to put this up like i was really like i was really fighting people i was just like this ain't coming i can't i won't i won't and me and wes were always like butt heads and i'm like wes bro and when you say Wes, Wes who? Wes the writer. So Wes the writer, Wes like the writer. He, okay. he like he he makes everything like in in that in that space. He writes for KB, all these people. So okay. Wes, I remember Wes actually came on board with he's our he's the A and R at RMG as well. Okay. So he came on board my music team when I made Afraid and like because I already had Afraid done, but it was like just on a different beat and things like that. He was like, oh, we should like do this and this and like throw somebody on it and I'm like no 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 and no you shouldn't and then like <laughs> we eventually got to that common ground and that's what happened with this project and they made something really beautiful so yeah so we made the beat over FaceTime one day I mean Zoom one day and then I sat with it a, like a day or two and I was like I don't know I just started singing I was just like because it really gave me Miguel vibes and I was like oh this needs to be like very grown mature sexy but we got to make it like we, we don't know so usually when I make lyrics I sing melodies first and then I'll fill the lyrics in later. Okay. So I'll like, I don't know what I, I don't even know. I don't know. I wonder if I had a reference tracks, but yeah, I don't know what I was talking about. I was just like, ah, blah, 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 mumble, 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 mumble. And I was like, oh snap, this is really good. So then fill the lyrics in. So the first verse says, this song, you want to go like, how many lines do you want to stop? Do you want to just say? Like, uh, whatever just flows and makes sense. Okay. Back. So first verse says, just something about it, about your love, so addicting, you've been my drug. So obviously, it's really self-explanatory. Like, I always feel like we see this person, we get, this This song is literally pure infatuation. Okay. There's nothing more than that. It's just infatuation. You're just like, yo, like, this person is like mad fi. Like, mm-hmm. I really like their, I really like their vibe. And it's like, I'm, I'm picturing like, you're dating somebody, you're talking to somebody for a long time, and you're just like, oh, snap, like you really just love their presence and it's just like you starting to like not want to go without it mm-hmm. like at all you don't want to see yourself without them type thing so then i feel like if you can't see yourself without them or you, if you feel like you can't live without somebody that's an issue so like yeah. i get it on a romantic side but on a like healthy side you need to be able to be self-sustaining you do not need to be like making them attachments and things like that that's unhealthy <laughs> Shout you know a lot of people breakfast. don't get that and try telling yeah. that to somebody <laughs> people think you're weird when you explain that <laughs> well they just heard it from me so 
I if I need your body right here next to me. Don't just feel and feel like excess. I need you right next to me. I need you every freaking second of the day. That isn't that literally is an issue. Yeah. <laughs> like that's an issue. Like I want you right here next to me. I'm like, in a the fact of their feeling their presence literally leaves you high like a drug. I'm just like, this is a red flag everywhere for me. So I'm just like, don't just feel in feel like ecstasy. I need it. I need it, babe. When you're far away, don't know how, how don't know how much to take. It might just kill me. Like I need you here. Like I don't want you to ever be away from me. And it's just like I don't know how much of your presence of your love that I can take. Like, I don't know what is going to happen. And I know this probably might kill me. This probably is not going to be a good idea. <laughs> so the next line say, OD anyway, need to re- need to rehabilitate the way it infiltrate. I lost all feeling. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care that this is a bad thing. Like, and I know I'm going to have to heal after this. I know this is going to damage me in a very, very, very bad way. But the way that it affects me when I get the feeling, when I get that fixed, like it numbs me to the fact that I am hurt. Yeah. So that's the first phase. So then the hook says, my oh my, what you do to me should be a crime. Just one dose of you will leave me high. So it should be a crime. It should be illegal for me, for you to make me feel the way I do, for you to be able to manipulate me the way that you do, for you to be able to make me do anything that you say to me just because I love you. So Every time I get around you, every time you just give me a little bit, every time you just give me a little motion that you feel the same about me, it just sets me off on this trip. I'm feeling you. Sorry. Also, I don't know if it's like the woman in me or like the long-term singleness in me, but also it's like, is it the person or is it you? Because is this person making you feel this way or is that some stuff that you have to resolve Mm -hmm. and work through? So, So the thing is, it's like I left this... I left a lot of these songs open-ended because it's just like, I wanted people to make their own interpretation yeah. of it. So it's, I feel like you could take that however you wanted it. So from my perspective, I was writing from a perspective of, cause I've been in a relationship like that where I'm just like, I was just so infatuated with this person that if I just got any type of attention from them, I was just like, Oh, I'm fine. Like, even though it was not any good for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was just writing from that perspective, but I love, I love that you actually took that in that context. I didn't never really think about that. That's kind of fire. <laughs> so thank you for that. You're so yeah, so this one does some mute will leave me high. Got me seeing color like LSD, obviously drug reference. Like I am tripped out. Yeah. Because yeah, this. So why why do I come back when you're no good for me? It takes a toll, and yet I need you by. I'm addicted to you like LSD. So that's that's what it is. Like you're no good for me. This person's no good for that person. And it's just like, I know you're damaging me. I know you're hurting me. Yeah. But I'd rather I'd rather hurt than live in a world without you. So, which is very toxic. So, <laughs> not okay. So, okay, second verse says, I can't deny it. I lost control. I'm at your mercy. Do as you want. If you see this person, it's just like, okay, I know. They're recognizing they have an issue at this point. And they're like, yo, like. I'm literally at your mercy. I'm at your begging, like, whim. I would do anything you say. They're realizing that this person has control over them. So it says, I need your heart. You said it belongs to me. I hope it's really not just a fantasy. So I feel like at that point, it's like this person is looking for something more, not, you know, like, I want, I want something real. You're telling me that this is real. 
but I'm not really feeling like it's real. I'm really feeling like this is just a chase again. Yeah. So, right. So then it goes back to the pre-hook and the hook. And I really just feel like I really made this song just to be like just a realization of how toxic love can really be if it's not grounded in the right things. Yeah. So like it'll turn into infatuation and ultimately it'll literally destroy you. Love is such a powerful thing. Like, and I think people like don't really understand the depth of it. Like it can literally make you, it can literally heal you. It can literally like set you up for greatness or it can lead you down this trail of what ambiguity Mm -hmm. and just destruction because one, you don't know how to use it and two, the other person is just manipulating your heart because you just want it so bad. So yeah okay so i love i love the topic and it just makes me like think of a lot of stuff and it's not necessarily just related to the song but the topic Mm -hmm. of infatuation Mm -hmm. um when someone because i feel like i've been on both ends right Mm -hmm. i've had people who were infatuated with me like Mm -hmm. i have absolutely nothing to do with that like right facts (laughs) like this is a self-cause thing yeah And those are the people who are like the the ones who are like, I need you in my life and right. you complete me. And then you have an to issue. like explain, okay, no, right. I can't complete you. <laughs> like, yeah. So, Facts. but then I've also been like, I've been infatuated with someone as well. Um, and that may not necessarily be something that they're doing. It could right. be. I've been right. and in like every scenario, it right. could be something that they're doing. That could be like manipulating me, but it also also can just be me as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, love is powerful, but it, it also forces you to do a lot of self evaluation mm-hmm. and figure and out. It, like, yeah, and that's what and that's what I really wanted within this album because it's like <laughs> I've gotten so many so much feedback of people just like, bro, like I really really had to relive some of my situations and I realized that this doesn't that and I healed because of this. That's really I really what I really wanted because like these songs are just so polarizing that people are just like, what the crap? So then they like yeah. really like, oh wow. So yeah, I really think and the thing is it's like obviously with LSD it's a hallucinogen. So the thing is this whole thing is in your mind. Like because it's like obviously this person doesn't love you. Yeah. They're just like all of this is self-caused. And that would definitely be reflect. I just cannot wait for. I know I keep plugging the video, but I really just can't wait for people to see it because it's just like it'll make sense. People yeah. will be like, "Okay, this makes sense now." So that's LSD. Um, nice guy. I know you. Okay, I was like, I know you wanted to do a specific one, so yeah. Okay, nice guy is what it says. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yo, I remember I wrote this song. I remember the day. Well, the next day when I wrote the song, I was on a phone with a girl who was like, we were homies, but like, we always had this like vibe or whatever. But then she said, she was always going through something. I don't know why. <laughs> Either way, so like, <laughs> no stability whatsoever. But she told me about this guy she was talking to and things like that. And I was just like, oh, like, it's like we knew we had a vibe, but then like we would talk about people if we were talking to other people. But then that night I was just like, bro, I'm literally always in this situation. I am literally a nice guy. Cause like I'm all I'm literally like this person that's always consistent with people, always pouring out, always giving more than I'm getting, always whatever. You're such a nice guy type thing. And then that day, that night, I was just like, wait. And then I woke up and I was just like, I'm just gonna write this. I'm just gonna write how I feel. And this is literally like this is really one of the first songs where I really like wrote and penned exactly how I felt to a T that I couldn't really explain it any other way. Okay. So 
the first verse. Don't want to be the nice guy. So sick of hearing you're so great, but it can't be you. Listen, everybody has been through that. At least I have. And like people, my fans have. Like, it's so, it. I don't know if you've been through this, but it sucks. Like, when you find, you think you find somebody that like you're vibing with and they're just like, oh my gosh, I wish I could find somebody just like you or whatever. And you're like, I am somebody like me. That's pretty messed up. No, I, yeah. I definitely have never told anyone that I didn't. Thankfully. Right. And it's kind of, right. That's pretty messed right. up. And it's kind of, how do, it's you, pretty messed how up. do you let those words, how do you fix your mouth to let those words come out of your mouth? Well, the thing is, it's like a lot of a lot of these experiences happen in early twenties or mm-hmm. like in the teens. So like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like nobody really. I feel like in the dating world, especially in the in the teens, like like teen, late teens to like mid twenties, nobody really knows what they're doing. Yeah, especially if you ain't been into therapy. So it's like everybody's <laughs> out here hurting each other. So this yeah. is what it is. So um, so yeah, but it, yeah, so it's just like yo, like literally, I was so sick of being. Uh, I'm a nice person. Like, I'm so sick of hearing, like, oh, my God, you're so great. Like, I'm just going to find somebody just like you, but not you. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, cool. So it says, so over the phone calls about a new man that you brought around in the last few weeks, self-explanatory, was super over that, like, not not really fun. And and it's not even just my relational aspects with these girls that I, like, with, I was talking to, but even, like, my friends, I'm always, I'm always that, the person that counsels people. So my my friends that are girls, they always tell me about their like their guy problems, and I'm just like, bro, why do I always hear about this? <laughs> like, so, so this song's actually really sad. So, um, but it sounds happy, and that's what I really like about my new. Sorry, before you go further, the audio is fine, but like visually, you're just being you're distorted. I don't oh, know if there's anything. Hold on, let me Wi-Fi. see. Yeah, let me like. I'm gonna just go on my cell phone hotspot. Hold up. Okay. Can you see me now at all? Yeah, I can see you. You're not breaking up. Um, it's not as clear as as it was, but you're not breaking up, so it's all good. okay. <laughs> okay, so hopefully that is okay. Cool. I'm super sorry. I don't know. Like we literally had to like work on our Wi-Fi the other day. I don't know what's going on with it, but I apologize. It's all good. All right. Cool. Um. Okay, so uh, yeah, 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 I said over the phone calls about a new man that you brought around in the last few weeks, and it says now I lie once again and say I'm happy for you. I always saying like, yo, I'm super happy that you do this, and I'm just like, this sucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, it's a, it's this is a really sad song. So what I was saying is like, a lot of my new music is just like they sound super happy, but if you really like look at the lyrics, you'll be like. Oh, this man is going through something, or he's went through something, this type of things. So the pre-hook says, baby, I know what's wrong from right and what's wrong is me. That really believes his bed won't be shared tonight. So I'm just like, what's wrong? What what's wrong to me or what's wrong to anybody is ending up alone. Nobody wants to end up alone. And I know people might be content with singleness, which is a good thing. Yeah. Which is a good thing. But nobody wants to end up like by themselves. Let's be let's keep it yeah. a band. Like if y'all saying y'all want to end up by yourself, y'all are lying. So, <laughs> so that's fine. So all right, because his bed won't be shared shared at night, because he'll end up lonely. Hi, it's me, the nice guy. So that's that's just that's just self-explanatory. So Hi, it's me, the nice guy. No use to watch I. Seems like bad guys from the world and all the girls give me good vibes. 
So we live in this culture where it is it is highlighted that bad boys are like the it thing. Mm-hmm. I always struggle with this. Girls kind of, like bad guys. Yes. Facts. <laughs> facts. So I'm just like, I always wrestle with this concept of like, why do why, I always like, even in my friends, I'm just like, why do y'all like men that don't like you? I'm just like, <laughs> like you can't even write. There's no other way to put it. I'm just like a lot of people that I've come in contact with, that's what they like. And it's like, what it what what it is it's just like a lot of people try to fix people they want to fix them they want to save them mm. they want to repair these people's brokenness yeah. and it reels them in and it's just a cycle and i'm just like that always just used to bug me i'm just like bro if i wasn't honorable out here oh my goodness bro like literally if i wasn't right then people would like like me but just like there's no reason for me to change myself well, that's that. that's one aspect the change right, what's part, the, other the other one is the like he the 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 fact that he changed for me mm. he didn't change for the rest of them but for me he changed so it's just that i've heard that before so it's just that satisfaction of him changing solely for you but 70 percent of the time i work because honestly i used to be on the opposite spectrum when i was in a relationship i could just never like quote-unquote act right for this one girl that i was dating and it was kind of, I started realizing, like, she was obsessed with the fact of fixing me, even though I couldn't be fixed unless I was in therapy and, like, the Lord helped me. So I'm just like, like, it was just very interesting. So that's it. That's one. The other one, sorry. There's a lot of things that go to it. But I think. Please, please, one, please. Um, just the, the whole imagery. It's not necessarily they want to fix anyone. It's just the imagery of the bad boy or the, mm. you know, Kalani's I need a gangsta. You just. Mm. Mm-hmm. what it represents mm-hmm. this one <laughs> yeah and i feel like so it's like i start i, I break i break down these things with my friends that are girls i'll be listen i don't want to know i'll be like listen like <laughs> let, let me let me understand so i cannot even just help myself so i can help the rest of people that listen to my music because a lot of a lot of like my main audience is a lot of women but i still i do have men that dm me and ask me questions that i'll be like okay so but what I've, I think you could correct me of this if I'm wrong. I think the image of a bad guy, it represents strength and things like that. They don't mm-hmm. have to like, they don't, they're not insecure. They're not like, they don't question things, whatever. Yeah. They just got that, that strong foundation with them. Facts. So I just came to realize that. And I'm just like, bro, literally, I realized this, this, this year, which is so great. I realized this this year. I'm just like, you can be a quote unquote nice guy, but you can still not be a pushover. You can still be strong. You can still give that protection to a woman because i'm just like that's what that's what they want and if y'all ain't know that i just put you on game bro like because that literally just changed my life like i promise you it changed my life you definitely can i mean it's what everyone really wants ultimately is you want to feel safe with someone and feeling safe for someone might look different for a guy versus a woman but for women we equate being safe as like being protected facts facts so that was a gym. Please listen to her because that was like a gym. Y'all probably do not DM me because <laughs> we, just, we just both answered that question. So, <laughs> yes. All right. So, and the girls give me good vibes. It's me, the nice guy. I text back, no reply. My love can stop the storm and keep you warm from the inside. It's me, the nice guy. There's been so many times in my life and even in my friends' life who are very wholesome men that get left on, they got left on red. I got left on red before, guys. Like, it's like, it's, I'm not about to be the artist 
that act like they got like they've gotten everything bro i would never be that artist i'm always gonna keep it a band with everybody i'm like i've been there not so much now because it's like i've learned self-worth and things like that and this is like if don't nobody want to invest in me i'm not about to stay around no I'm not exactly gonna, i'm a king i'm not gonna do that so <laughs> so yeah guys so i've been there and it's just like i know i have so much to give somebody i'm just like I can just literally change your life and, and the Lord and just like, and everything emotionally, all this stuff, therapy, like I can do these things, but <laughs> I never got a chance. But so that's literally the hook. So that's that. So the second verse is really nice. It says, does anybody want a good man? Cause at one point I'm like, the, the, does anybody <laughs> want a good person? Especially like I said, dating in my age group is like literally the worst experience. It's literally the worst experience. It's so hard to find some an individual that has a similar mindset, that has goals. That's like one emotionally stable. Oh my goodness, emotionally stable, and it's just really like understanding. So I was just at that point. I'm just like, Lord, is this even like a thing? Is this what they want? Is this what they want? I don't think it's a thing. But so, does anybody want a good man? The type that's in a full room, but he makes it feel like it's on you. That was really cute. Like, I like that. <laughs> really cute. Because it's just like, who doesn't? I always see these couples that always just like, you know, I could be in a full room and it just makes, but when they're there, it makes me feel like it's just us. And I'm just like, how does that feel? <laughs> I was like, what? That must be amazing. So that's, <laughs> that's what I want. So I don't know what y'all want, but that's what I want. So the type that's in a full room, but it makes you feel like it's only you. Does anybody want real love, a love with no boundaries that teaches you and finds peace? I feel like real healthy love is a love that's able to correct you, teach you, push you to your next level, but also give you peace in a healthy way. Like, not that peace where you're like, oh, I need this person in my life, but no, like this person is an addition to my life or what yeah. I've already learned. And it gives me peace and it like gives me this clarity and I can see God and all the other good things within me. So I was like, does anybody want that? Like you should, because again, that's what I want. So like, so again, it goes back to the hook. You know, I know what's wrong from right. What's wrong with me that really believes this day won't be shared at night because we'll end up lonely. Just meet a nice guy. And then it goes into the hook and it goes to the bridge. It says, no more blowing up your phone. I won't bother you at all. No more driving to your place at night. I won't do that no more. I'm not about to waste my time no more. <laughs> like I'm not gonna waste my time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not about to sow no seeds and nothing if it's not being <laughs> reciprocated. I need energy reciprocated. I need reciprocal energy. So I just at the point of that song, I realized I'm just like I'm not gonna waste my time anymore. I'm a nice guy. I know who I am. I know my worth. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. So. That was a nice guy. Which one did you want to do crazy? Well, before we get to the, we are going to do crazy next. But I want to talk about the text that you posted on Instagram. Because I feel like it kind of fits with a nice guy song. That's kind of wild. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let you know, my rollout had people concerned. Like, my rollout had literal people concerned about my My friends, even because I didn't tell my friends. My friends were like, bro, like, what? Like, what in the world is <laughs> And then I got all of these, like, fan DMs and prayers and letters. And even, like, my regular fans, they was like, hey, G, like, hey, is you straight? Like, like, what, like who I got to hurt or something? I'm just like, I'm all right. <laughs> like, I promise. But I couldn't break character. So my text, 
my text was if we're going in the storyline my text was i don't know if you re- uh, saw my short film but my text was to the no. girl oh you sleep wait wait, wait. Short, short film, film i watched a short film too. i watched a video was it a short i'm gonna have to, okay what's the name of the short film it's literally promise i'm not crazy short film so pretty much yeah so essentially what happens no you just i'm gonna just let you watch it so okay i don't know i did watch a video i just said i don't know if it was well, a short because you don't have any other single like videos for your singles right no i don't have any videos okay it's, so i watched like, it i'm pretty sure you watched it it I, was like when i was like in a the studio then i was with this girl and then like and like i cooked their dinner yeah, yeah so okay that was for that was that text was to her okay so, I was like, that text was taking, well, in the storyline, it's the events after the date, like after she just left and then I like was upset and things like okay. that. I was like, are we going to talk about last night? Like, and I was, just, I was like, because the thing is, it's like, I feel like what's so relatable with this project is just like one is so human and so real. Like, I'm just like, I don't know if anybody else has been through this, but me personally, I've been in, I've been in relationships where I invested so much taking girls on extravagant dates, which is like, cool. You, a, a date doesn't guarantee you. It doesn't like mean you're old anything from somebody. Yeah. Like, just, let's just get that straight, guys. Just because you take a girl on a date does not mean you are old anything. So that's just yes. out. That's you guys hear that? Out of that. <laughs> Some of y'all be weird. But anyway, so uh, what happens is like, you know, I get got on that and it's just like, let's say you're talking to somebody and they give you all these promises, whatever. And then like, it doesn't work out, but they don't give you an explanation of why it doesn't work out. I guess that's what bothers a lot of people. So I was playing on that emotion. And I'm just like, you know, in the, you, you said you would, you were ready for a relationship. Da, 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 blah, 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 blah. A lot of people thought this was like real. Okay. The way, they, it's not a real text. It's not a real text. guys. Good. I low key. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to te- ask you to edit that out yet. Cause I'm just like, I don't know if we're still playing on the storyline or not. Oh. So I'm just like, all right. Well, I mean, this will be, I'm not going to post this for a couple weeks anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. But it's not a real text. Between me and you, it's not a real text. Okay. So. But I do want to, for those who haven't heard the text or have no idea what we're talking about, it. I do want to read it. <laughs> so the text says, are we going to talk about last night? Are you really not going to say anything after all this effort I put in? You told me you've never been with a guy that respected you and made you feel like a woman you carry yourself to be. Even after you told me about how your ex did you, now you were going to do me like this? You won't even talk to me? India, then you said her name. I was like, this better not be real. Put her name (laughs) out there. (laughs) India, you told me I was dealing with a grown woman who knew what she wanted to, who knew what she wanted, but you won't even be mature enough to be honest with me. I broke the internet that day. I'm going to be honest. Like, people were just... Mm. <laughs> it was okay. <so> crazy <laughs> and me and me my marketer in india like the model we were just like oh my gosh so but that's the thing like i feel like communication in relationships is everything so my thing is like one thing i want to say like people always die for closure they want closure at the end of things but the thing is guys you will not always get closure so sometimes you got to understand the way that somebody treats you is the closure that you need. So that's just, that's just what that is. That's a fact. That's a little gym. And that's Get a that gym up. right there for sure. <laughs> so in this instance, in this scenario, this, this girl 
told me I was going to be dealing with this amazing woman that she knew what she wanted da, da, da. but then even even after the date let's say even after the date didn't go right i just wanted to know like okay is this it like like can we talk about this so like i know where to go and then i feel like the second text is just that anger because i'm like somebody would be like yo bro like what what is happening right now like i feel like so that's why i put it there because i wanted to show the the very array of love you go from like hey are we but why are you playing with me? Like, stop playing with me, like, for real. So I just feels like, I feel like it conveys all of that emotion. Yeah. I feel like it's very real. I feel like, I feel like that, I feel like a couple of people that I know that follow me sent that text to a couple of people. Like, I know, I've never sent a text like this in my real life because it's like, I just be taking signs. But I know <laughs> there's a lot of people that don't take signs and they be sending things like this. So, Yeah. And it definitely made me seem like I was like kind of crazy. So that was that. <laughs> it did, and I guess and I was the whole that um, was the whole point of this rollout. Like it was a whole point of it. Perfect marketing rollout. You nailed it. <laughs> people, I'm trying to. <laughs> this rollout was this rollout was crazy. Like people really thought it was this rollout was crazy. I think the most powerful. There's a lot of powerful ones, but I think I did this one. I did this one post, you know, it was like the reality is they'll never love you, not in the same way that you love them and things like that. Mm-hmm. And people were just like, ouch. Like people were like literally sending me videos that it was like, ah, <laughs> like balling and things like that. I felt so bad for a minute because I was just like, oh, this is like really hitting home. But it helped me because I knew in the end goal, like this album was going to like help. And I've gotten so many messages on people are just like, this hurt, but I was like, I needed to hear this because it really it let me realize like, this relationship that I'm in is just not good for me or yeah. it helped me get to my point where I can actually heal from this and things like that and I was like that made it worth it so oh my yes. okay. so now we can go to crazy crazy is an actual wild song <laughs> crazy is a really wild song um all right so have you, have you, have you ever saw this show you on Netflix I haven't seen it but I know it I'm kind of afraid to watch it late. Right. It's not really it's not really scary, but it's just like it's really it's scary into the fact of just like this could be anybody type thing. Yeah. People are so, weird and when you're single are weird. dating and you've it's, actually it's, encountered like stalkers, yeah. you kinda don't like, want to watch a show about yeah. it. <laughs> so then that's what I was telling my team. I was just like, hey, we gotta be uh, very careful with this because like we don't wanna <laughs> like trigger people. So but just on the con- on the conceptual side, it's not shy side. Um <laughs> crazy is supposed to represent the obsession somebody can have with love okay so i have friends unfortunately that's like i literally had to tell be like bro what 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 are you doing bro you're being like really ridiculous right now you're scaring this girl and that's not okay like stop being like this i actually i hope they don't listen to this but i don't care i actually had a pair of friends that actually went through this exact situation Mm-hmm. and i didn't write it about them but i just realized after and i was like oh this is actually like kind of crazy so the idea is this person loves this person so much that they will do anything to be with them and the person is just like oh okay that's the other person on the reciprocal you know that's getting this told to is just like okay like something's off about this but i'm not very sure about what this is mm-hmm. so let's break this down because this is like very this was so me and Wes wrote this but Wes had the main concept for this because 
I don't think I could have like just came up with this. Like, well, I came up with the lyrics, but the just the overall concept, it was a team thing. It's just like the way they like envisioned it, and I was like, okay, this is cool. So yeah, me and Wes make interesting songs. So, all right, so this is actually where I got the one day I listened to the first line after I wrote it, like after I wrote the verses and whatever, and I was like, oh, let's call the project. Promise I'm not crazy. Okay. So it says, promise I'm not crazy. Obsessed, maybe. Your friends that your friends think that I'm tripping. I think they should be all getting from around you lately. So obviously this person just like, yo, like, I'm not crazy. I'm just like, I might be obsessed with you, but I'm just like, but don't listen to their friends. Don't listen to your friends. They're tripping. It's fine. We're fine. Says, um, <laughs> who else you need, baby? My heart got me paranoid. So you know that person that's super insecure in relationships? That they think every single thing that you're cheating on them or something like that. So that's that's this person. This person's just like, uh-uh. Like, I'm not crazy, but give me a reason. Like, I'll just let you know, like, mm-mm. Like, you're not going away. So it's just like, this song is very, like, it's just weird. Because it's like, I was scared to actually drop it. Because I was just like, this is, like, going to be, like, really, like, a lot for certain people. But I'm just like, okay, well, this is this is a side. So... The pre the pre hook is really 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 wild, and it's just like I actually based it kind of from the show you, okay. and it says this is not literal, so please do not take this literal. This is definitely just all from creative aspects, and I do not condone any action with this guy. So do not don't do this because you will <laughs> end up okay. in in jail. Do not do this. So it says so if I watch you while you're out across the street, or I sneak inside your home or sleep. I'm kidding. That would be crazy. So the person is just like, yo, like, I would do anything for you. Like, I would watch out for you, da, da, da. And, like, the person's just like, mm. And he's like, no, no, I'm playing. That would be that would be crazy, right? That yeah. would be really wild if I did that. So then the hook says, but if I was crazy, <laughs> could you blame me? There's not a thing I wouldn't do for love to fight for us. So now this person is just like, I'm kidding, but no, for real. If I had to do this, like you couldn't, you you can't blame me because I would do anything. This is how you know somebody tripping. People like I would do anything to be with you. Like it don't matter. So then, in the second part of the hook, it says, "So I'll show you crazy since this how you made me." So they're flipping the blame. They're projecting and they're being very toxic. They're like, "Yo, this is actually your fault. Like this is your fault that I'm this way since you made me like this you made me fall in love with you which nobody can whatever you made me fall in love with you so i'll just show you how crazy i can be so you can never say i didn't try enough i was like you can never say i didn't give my all a try enough because that would be crazy so pretty much this person just like yo you can never say i ain't do everything in my power even though you didn't ask for it but i'm gonna do it anyway (laughs) like everything in my power to keep you here and if this don't work it's your fault and that's crazy that it don't work. So this person's literally their cognitive view of the world is very distorted. Yes. This is how love can like literally make you crazy. So this is that part of the album. So the second verse says, "You don't make this easy. Love too deeply. Have it way. Have it your way. Don't listen. You stress. We should go miss." So just like this person, just like yo, you're not really making this easy for me. Like you're not making this like. Cause I've 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 experienced a lot of people being relationships like this. Sad to say, and then like their partner, they're just like, bro, like you're making this way too difficult for me. Like we like 
they'll they'll have those people that will like you know those people that like were in relationships and they won't let allow them to have friends and things like oh, that. Oh yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's that. This is that. It's just like yo, like we should go missing. You shouldn't talk to anybody else except for me. Like which is really bad. Yeah. Yep. This is where we go deep into this, guys. It's like it's definitely wild, but it's a there's a at the end of the album there's a reason. Like it's it's there. So promise it's like really wild so anyways so we should go miss it from around here maybe who else you need that who else you need baby you think i you think that i'm paranoid this is when a person starts to realize i'm like okay this person is actually wild i should not be like in commit in commitment with them so the other person i seen this to this person is just like yo like what else do you need besides me and if somebody ever says that to you guys run <laughs> like exactly. run you do not need to be with somebody like this in this song it's like that's not okay who else you need baby you think that i'm paranoid then they're on the flip side of it i'm like you think that i'm crazy i'm not crazy but again he's like so when i watch you while you're out across the street or when i sneak inside your home while you're asleep i'm not kidding baby i can get crazy if it gets to this point guys like in all seriousness bro like you need to leave and really get help because that's that's scary. So, right. So then it goes into the hook says, so I'll just be crazy. Can you even blame me? There's not a thing I wouldn't do for love and fire for us. So I'll show you crazy since this is how you made me. Just reiterating, this is like your fault. It's just like, you can never say I didn't give my all try enough because that would be crazy. That's the hook. So we're at the point in the song where... I feel like we're at the, ten- the the tension, the very climax of this relationship where like, it's like, what's about to happen? This is really bad. This is really scary. This person needs to get out. What the heck is wrong with this other person? It's just like, what? I don't understand. But the thing is, but this is the thing about love. Cause it's like, some people can be in this type of relationship and they think it's fine. And that's what's wild to me. Like this is the, per- right? I've saw- literally. Yeah, no, they nope. can, but is it healthy? They can do it. Oh, oh it's not healthy, healthy at all. <laughs> this song is not a healthy song at all. It's very, and that's the thing about this album. I wanted this to like pull different emotions from people that be like, yo, I really don't know how to feel about this. It's uncomfortable, but it's a reality. Literally, I knew friends that were literally, two of my best friends were in this type of relationship and I was watching this happen and I was just like, but they thought it was completely okay. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, uh-uh. So this, at this point, in this next section like you literally you need to be gone by this point but at this point if you're in this point at this song and you're not there i really don't know what to tell you because you're kind of yeah all right so the person singing to the person it says this may be messed up but ain't no one next up i'm sick in the head jump off the ledge to meet you halfway to catch up it's just like if i can't have you nobody else will have you it don't matter. Nobody's going to have you. That's this point blank period. If you going out, I'm going out. We going out. So that's not okay, guys. That's not okay. So this that's may be scary, messed up. not crazy. It's, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> scary. It says, this may be messed up. I'm emotionally messed up. I'm sick in the head. Jump off the ledge to meet you halfway and catch up. I'm crazy. And it's just like, I know there's something wrong with me. I know I'm emotionally screwed in the head. I know I'm sick in the head, but that still won't take away the fact that I am going to have you because I'm literally crazy. And it goes from the hook and it's just that. So, but I didn't leave the song just off of that edge because it goes 
into crashing. Because after that, after that type of love, it just everything disintegrates into nothing. Yeah. And it's just you're, you're left with nothing. Because I, I feel like when you leave abusive relationships, when you leave relationships that take a toll out on you, I don't think there's anything else. you. There's nothing else you can get. There's no there's no saving it. There's no anything. And literally, you guys are just meant you're going, you're going, you're going to crash. There's no there's no stability. There's no foundation. There's nothing about it that's healthy. So yeah. you're going to crash. You're so crash. that was that. Okay. And that was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> Um, I mean, there's a lot to unpack on all the songs and it was really hard to just pick four because, I mean, I'm glad that you said how like crazy flows into crashing and why it flows into crashing because I didn't select that song, even though I wanted to, but it's a four song breakdown. Right. So <laughs> right. let's go to, um, guilty. That's my song. All of that. <laughs> I love that song. All right. Guilty. I wrote in my car at 3 a.m. Well, I was, I was oh. actually, now this song, like, I wrote all these songs from relationships that I've been through, but Guilty was written from a, a relationship that didn't work, two relationships that didn't work actually this year. So that, that got to me. So Guilty is the resolve of crashing. Guilty is the resolve. When, that actually was supposed to be the last song on the project, but we added Gorgeous as a bonus track. So, because, anyways, I can tell you. So. Guilty is the realization, it's the somber realization that all of this, all these things you went through, all these emotions you experienced, even though it's like it's literally you guys are literally killing each other and you're really realizing that like you're toxic and you're realizing this is because of me. All of this is because of me. So guilty is the realization that pretty much this love is literally killing you. But at this point, it's not like you realize it's killing you. You don't like care. It's like you realize you're killing you. Just like yo, I can't, I can't keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. So guilty is literally the most. Oh my god, that production's so pretty. So pretty much what happened essentially was we made it on Facetime again, not Facetime Zoom. So we were kicking it, talking, and I was like, actually, that's when Blacks he he had an EP come out or whatever, and I liked one song. I was like, yo, can we make a vibe like this? Then it was completely different. So like, so it was like, Byron, you should like just sing randomly and just send it to us. So they did. So then they sampled my voice in the song. So I want to do a little breakdown for this. Oh my gosh. But um, yeah, so pretty much essentially that's what happened in Guilty. And just like the lyrics itself, I think speak volumes to that. Like I'll just read my, like just the key ones. I'm not going to go through the whole thing at all. So I feel like for me, it says, I hate that I need you. I hate when you come around. I hate that you're on my mind. Love ain't really like this. Can't stand when you're away. I don't want you near suicide when you kiss me. I do I, I do or die these vows to the just criminals loving free. Our kind of love's dangerous, baby. We're a massacre. So that is just what it is. It's just like in the hook, just is saying like, I'm finally admitting that we're guilty. All of this is my fault. All of this is our fault. Like, and I can't really get away from that. So and that's really what it is and it's just like it's just the realization of hating the fact that you're in this position but it's not because you hate that person it's just like because it's like the damage we cause is self-inflicted so the cool thing about the way i ended it was i got everybody some people that i knew like my friends and i was just like you say this phrase that says 
what did I say? Is it love? Love makes you crazy. Love can make yeah. Love can make you crazy or whatever. So it's just the somber reality. Everything, every song coming back in this whole emotional journey you don't went through, and you're just like, dang, maybe love can make you crazy. This is like, this is really what happens. Like, wow, this is a mess. <laughs> like, if not handled right, love is a mess. So you're just like, dang, that's really a somber reality that you really gotta like deal with. So yeah, guilty is a very deep song. And obviously, if you need to cry and everything, you can be in your feelings to this. I love, I love being in my feelings. So this, <laughs> this is a song for me. So, like, All right. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the guilt then is the person's um, own guilt in realizing like the role that they played and everything. So it's like so it's two sides: guilt, like from oh my god, I'm guilt. I'm feeling guilty right now. But guilty as in it's a sentence. Like we're guilty. Mm. like we're guilty in sentence in the sentence of love like we did this so yeah that's why in the hook i said i don't need a sentence to let me know the truth we're guilty I all right that was a lot <laughs> it's a short ep but that it's was a lot it's a lot it's still though i mean that's one of those explanations that now makes me want to go back and re-listen to it now that I have like all the context. Yeah, it's a lot of meaning to it. And it's just like, it, it's so funny how it's came together. Cause like when I first made it, I did not think about any of this, but then I was just like, oh, this is starting. This is why I know like I had hand in it, hand in it because everything just like came together. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, this is a very emotionally wrenching like project if you really like go through it. So, yeah. So what about the fact like if I didn't know who you were as an artist and I just heard this album, I'm like, this is a really dope, you know, album about relationships. Um, but I wanted to know that you were a Christian artist. Right. And low key that that was kind of like the thing. So so me, I'm like I said, I'm I don't like wanna say I'm it's like weird to say this. It's like I'm just my music is being projected more in the mainstream or whatever. So we're just like, okay, but like let's go for these spaces. Cause again, I've me personally, I've been called like I feel like I've been called recently just even as a songwriter I've just been going into these sessions that people wouldn't even believe that I've been in and I'm like I've been able to talk about the Lord and things like this in these sessions so we're just like all right let's go for it and it's like talking to Xavier he's really giving me like a cool blueprint of it and he's like bro like there's not a lot of music like ours bro he's like and we need to be able to like spread that and bro it's just one can I just say like I used to listen to Xavier like when I was a kid. So having him as my like brother mentor person right now, just like be like, oh my gosh, like I am fangirling. So it's crazy. <laughs> and I, I love Xavier. So like having him just like walk me through stuff like this is just like amazing. And it's like, I didn't get as much backlash as I thought I was going to get because it's just yeah. like, I feel like when people, if people really know me, like when we're talking, like they under, they, they'll understand that. And that's the whole thing about what I'm doing right now. Cause I'm just like, guys, on surface i want this to be about relationships and love but i want you guys i want my fans i want people to be like okay but what else like what else there's something about this i'm just like this probably shouldn't have been that deep there's like there has to be explanation to this and i'm just like okay yeah this is the explanation and then the solution obviously is therapy but it's the lord it's the lord it's the lord of therapy so i'm just like (laughs) that's what it is guys and it's like me doing that is so fulfilling to me because it's just like I don't care like a lot of Christian artists they be like oh god I want to go mainstream so bad but I'm just like and but they don't ever want to step out to do that or they just do it for the wrong reason I'm just like I just so happen to like be connected with these things and God just really like 
gave me, he was like, oh, bro, you're already here. It's like, you might, you might as well. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing this to get, I guess, discovered or whatever. I'm doing this because I'm just like, I know there's a message. I know there's a lot of people, even, even in the Christian space that struggle with relationships, people don't talk about it. They don't be real about it enough. And I'm like, I'm going to be that person for both. Like, it don't matter who you are. Like yeah. you're getting like this, this full, you know, scale truth. And at the heart of that, like when you really get to know me, when you watch what I post on Twitter and everything else like that, and it's like, it's going to be God. That's just what it is. So it's just, yeah. I'm like, y'all can enjoy the music. Literally when I went to Xavier's concert, I'll never forget this. Like he, when he came to Charlotte, he invited me out. We was at the tour bus kicking it. Show started. All types of people there. It's obviously regular people. Like there's the end open bar. We're all 23, 21, up, whatever. People drinking, all this other stuff. But it was so what the craziest thing was they were doing, they were doing, they were dancing to a slow songs with crap. People like doing whatever they do, you know, regular concerts. Mm-hmm. Stopped during the set and he was just like, I want you guys to know, like, this is cool, da, 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 but God is the answer for this distance and the third. And I was like, that moment, I was like, oh, this is what we're doing for show. This is it. I'm like, it's possible. I'm like, so that's that's literally it. And it's just like I know a lot of people might think my way. I haven't really gotten even bad bad backlash from this. I got like maybe a few on YouTube, but it's just like if people think I'm crazy with it, then well, that's the whole premise of this project. People yeah. think I'm crazy because I'm stepping out into this new venture, but I'm just like if you really want, if you're my fan, if you've been my fan from like the jump and you already know the people I'm surrounded with, I'm like, there's a reason why we're doing it this way. The heart is still the same. It's just like, we're just packaging it differently. And honestly, it's not even differently. It's just like stuff I've been struggling with that I'm finally talking about. So it's just like, yeah, guys. No, it's cool. I... <laughs> Wait, say it again. I didn't hear you. Sorry, um, you were kind of breaking up, so I couldn't. I didn't know if you were. Uh, also, no, it. No, um, no, you were talking about how you fangirl over Xavier, but I think that it's super dope that you guys are connected. Like, I think that's just going to be like so amazing for us, like fans and just and just believers. Period, because Xavier's been there. And he's walking it. So the fact that he can help guide you through that. Um, and we need more artists. Like Xavier can't be the only one. Like in this space, as far as like R&B, soul, whatever, like, you know, mm-hmm. the crooner yeah. music. Like we right. need we need more than Love just it. Xavier. So. Right. So I'm, I'm out here trying, guys. Like, you know, this is my <laughs> first time. This is actually our first time being just like, usually we'll do like R&B Christian, but this is the first time we did R&B and I was really like kind of scared because randomly Bryson Stiller dropped, The Weeknd drop, yes. Earth, Wind & Fire drop, Prince dropped, and I was just like, what is happening right now? R&B Weekend. <laughs> right, but it was crazy because it's like we did end up charting 22 without anything. And I was just like, yo, that's, that's, that's super, I was super grateful for that. So I don't know. I just really feel like God's hand is on it. And it's just like, I feel like literally, People have been literally, they've told me about how they've been healed from this project and how they like it's still like story, like literally put into words, and how like everything has just been like amazing for them. And that is what that's what everything is for me. I'm just like, well, I'm doing what I am doing for a reason, mm-hmm. and seeing people healed and seeing people just like feel like they're not alone. I'm like, that is what it takes it for me. I'm just like, anything else y'all can have a rest. I don't really care about these numbers. I don't care about nothing else but that. But I'm just like, the fact that people are getting touched by this, that's what I care about. So I was just like, well, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Congrats, and it's really cool to watch. Um, and how would you say that God's presence looks like in your life musically? God's presence, I'd be like, God, yo, no, no cap, no cap. Shout out to Wonder because she has me saying that a lot now. But anyways, so no cap, I'd be sometimes I'd be writing and I don't really know what I'd be doing. So I like I'll pray before I be like, Lord, what the crap? Give me something. Give me something because I don't really know what's happening. Then yeah, I'll get I'll get like a a big song or a big record, and I'll be like, okay, Lord. I always pray before my sessions. I always try to like incorporate that, even if I'm like in a mainstream session. I'm like, ah, yeah, let me uh go outside for a minute. I'll come back. <laughs> so like, yeah, and then and I'll do that, and it's just like I feel like I will never say I will never go out of reins of like. We also we can I feel like as artists we can say what we want, but at the foundation, if you're a believer, like there's like principles. Like you don't want to make anything that's misleading, I guess, in a way. So I, I I say people talk about real things that real people go through. I'm just like, but me and Zach were talking about this, but like I always just know understand the principle and like what your relationship with God, how that looks like, and then being able to explain it, I guess, later. Because you can make an ambiguous song and make, well, obviously my whole album is ambiguous. ambiguous. Yeah. But the fact that I know the meaning of it and I can convey it and I'm just like, this is supposed to promote healing for the Lord, like from the Lord or whatever, is what's important for, like for me as an artist. So that's how he be there. He be helping me with these melodies. I don't really know what, I don't <laughs> you know what I be doing sometimes. I'd be like, Lord, help me. He'd be like that. <laughs> I'd be like, cool. Okay. So, yeah. All right. And my final question is now that you've gone through, well, this is your second time going through this interview process with me, but we'll say this is the official one because everyone's going to see this. Um, who would you like to see me interview on the show? Uh, who would be next? Hmm. You already got Paris. Paris is pretty close. Mom. Did you do one day yet? I did. You did one day? Yeah. Did you do Rockstar JT yet? No, actually, I'm talking to him though. Trying to That's make my dog. Okay. Yeah, those those two are my like those are my close friends. So yeah, Wande and Rockstar. Those are my dogs. Okay. Those, those are my friends. Yep. So if you could do Rockstar, that'd be really cool. Um, okay. if Xavier would ever be like willing to do it again, that'd be super fire. Yeah. Um, love to do Xavier again. Hey, what's up? Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for watching the show. However you consume us, thank you. Please subscribe to the show. And if you really enjoy the content, please leave a review. It really does help with the ranking of the show. And if you want to go an extra mile, share the show. Share this episode. And for all things testimony, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Gilika Brown, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.